0: Let's talk about 2023. Um, how was it for you? Um, my wife and I, I don't even know where my wife is. We, we are, uh, I would say we are crawling, crawling to the end. We're so tired. Um, it was a very eventful year. All right, It was a very eventful year. If you take a moment to consider um, what the year has uh, given to us, Um, Yeah, a lot of things happen. I I googled um, top 10 things that happened in 2023. Um, This is what the list gives me. Global recession. Um, India becomes the most populous country in the world. I know, right? 1.4 billion. Um, The world, we just clocked over 8 billion um, as a a humanity. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Civil War in Sudan. Chat GPT, that was this year, uh, Ukraine, Russia, Israel, Palestine, it's getting warmer, uh, Queen Elizabeth's death with the new King's coronation, um, and then I just put in these two because they were important to me, the Matildas reached the World Cup semi-finals, and the Panthers win three in a greatest comeback in grand final history, was that correct, Ren? Yeah, it was. Thank you to the Broncos. What about you? Do you have a big year? A lot, a lot happened this year? Um, they say an average human makes roughly 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000 decisions a day. Right? Now, let's times that by 365 days. That's 12 million 775,000 decisions that you have made this year. Now, these range from big decisions around maybe a change of career, change of job, maybe you moved house, maybe you got married, maybe you got tricked getting married. Who was I pointing to, right? You know, I don't know, right? You know, maybe, maybe marriage didn't happen Two much smaller decisions, right? Daily decisions. Like, you know what the biggest decision is, right? Seriously. What will I eat? Right? What will I eat today? Right? Um, Or the other one. Will I go to the gym today? Will I go to the gym? Uh, Will I go to church on time today? Uh, Will I go to church on Christmas Day or go camping? Right? I don't know. Just eat. Some of these decisions. Right? (laughs) funny but not funny, right? And you wonder why it rained when you went camping. Did you know our lives, our lives are made up, not of uh, numbers and dates, but our lives are made up of moments and decisions we make in those moments. You think about this year. If I go, what what happened in January? What happened in February? What happened in March? You don't know. But if I ask you, what were the big decisions that you made this year? Right? Decisions that you made and didn't make. Can I tell you, friends, you are where you are today because of all of those decisions. Decisions that you made, decisions that you chose not to make. You are the result of every moment and decision. Think about this year. What were the key moments for you? What were the key uh, decisions that you made this year to get you where you are today? Uh, For me, for those that remember, uh, first four months, I wasn't here. I was on sabbatical. Um, and I only came back to church at the beginning of May. Seems like a very long time ago now. Um, I turned 40. My shoulder tells me that every morning these days. Uh, my wife went to Cambodia twice. Not once, but twice. Uh, and we moved house. And these are some of the moments, some of the decisions that were made by me, as, as, uh, by our family, that led us to where we are today. Today. Remember, our lives are a combination of decisions and moments. The passage that I want to share with you as we close this year is Joshua 24. Now, Joshua was the leader of God's people. And through his time as a leader, God led his people into the promised land. Now, Joshua 24 is found at the end of Joshua's life. And what Joshua does is he gathers all of God's people to address them for the final time as as leader. Now, I'm going to read this passage as a whole, and then we're going to break it down and look at what Joshua would say um, is the most important. So Joshua chapter 24, verse 1 to 15. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem, He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his family went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and I brought you out. When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. I brought you into the land of the Amorites, who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you. But I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak son of Zippor, the king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for Balaam son of Beor to put a curse on you, but I would not listen to Balaam. So he blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you, and also two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods or the Amorites, of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. This is his final address. You know, we're not talking like... We're not talking about a hundred, you know, Israelites. We're talking about, you know, hundreds and thousands of Israelites. And Joshua takes this time to finally address them uh, sorry, to address them for a final time and to remind them of the journey that they have been on. And one of the key points is this God did not, uh, God did this, not you. And I want you to keep hearing this as Joshua addresses what God has done for them. And there are five things that God has done for the Israelite people during His time, Joshua's time of leadership. The first thing is this geography. Uh, Joshua 24, 2-3. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says long ago. Your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him through Canaan, and gave him many descendants. The first reminder is that God took them from where they were to where they are geographically. Now, for some of you, this might be the case. And I know that this has happened this year. For some people, it, it was Melbourne to Sydney or Perth to Sydney or Ride to Burwood or the city to Burwood. It's a reminder that it's actually God that takes us from where we were to where we are. You came from where you are to now because of the move of God. The second thing is family, uh, verse three and four. But I took your father Abraham beyond beyond the land, uh, sorry, from the land beyond the Euphrates, and led him through Canaan, and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I signed the hill country from Seir to Esau. But Jacob and his family went to Egypt. Joshua reminds the people of God that it was God who gifted the many. Uh, children, the descendants, the generations. It's a reminder that God, it is God that is the giver of life. Now We've had three babies, not me, but our church has had three, three babies this year. And next year, we're looking forward to more babies. And it's a reminder that actually every time you celebrated your birthday this year, it was a reminder that it is God who gave you that life. It is God that gave you that year. Once again, not you, but God. It is a gift from God. Thirdly, we we see God give deliverance. Verse 5, Then I sent Aaron and Moses, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and I brought you out. God's people once were slaves in Egypt, but it was God who heard their cry and delivered them out of Egypt from Pharaoh. He says, I brought you out. I delivered you. And maybe that's, for some of us this year, maybe it was you that was in a time of slavery, in a time of oppression, in a time of um, addiction. It was you that needed deliverance and it was God that brought you out. It was God that delivered you from the enemy. It's a reminder that He's God that saves us. Fourth, It's the victory. Verse 11 and 12. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. Then the citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did all those guys. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. God not just delivered God's people from slavery and oppression, but gave them victory in battles. I gave them into your hands. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. And and I know this year in our community, in our congregation, I've heard many stories of people who have had to fight their own battles. And it has been God that has not just delivered them, but given them victory into their hands. This is what God has done. And finally, God gave them home. Verse 13, So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Finally, Joshua reminds the people of God that they now live in a land that they did not build. They eat from crops that they did not plant. Why? It was the home that God prepared for them. It was God's provision. For many of you, this church community that we're a part of, and, and for many of you, you joined this community this year, and we're so grateful for that. But it's a reminder that as much as we think that it was our choice to come and join this community, actually, it was all in the hands of God. We think, right, we think that we did this, we make you know, these calls, but I'm telling you, if you understand who God is and the way God moves, if you look back at your life all you will see as you look at your life is a, is a reminder of God's fingerprints through all facets of your life, the good and the hard. And then Joshua concludes, and he concludes with this challenge. And this is where I want to land today. And it's a choice. And he says this in verse 14. Now, fear the Lord. And serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household we will serve the Lord. Joshua reminds the people of God of the history of what God has done in their life. And his final challenge to God's people is this, hey, you've seen what God has done. You know who God is. But you know what? You make a choice. You serve Him. If you, you can choose to serve Him today. You can choose to follow Him today. But if not, that's okay. Serve the gods of your ancestors. Serve the gods of the, of the place that you live in now. I love this choice. I love the fact that as Christians, we have choice. That God did not create us to be robotic. That God does not force us to choose Him. No one here is forced to be here. God did not twist your arm that you would be here today. It's your choice. I love that about our God. Our God loves us so much. And it's because of His love for us that He gives us choice. Josh says this, hey, you do you. You choose for yourself what you want to do, who you want to serve, who you want to worship. But you know what? For me, I'm going to choose God. That's his declaration at the end of his leadership. Hey, look what God's done. Look what God's shown us. But you know what? You can choose for yourself. But me, this is who I'm going to choose For me, here and now, on behalf of my family, I am going to choose to follow God. That's Joshua's declaration. Now, this year for us as a church has been a wonderful year. It's been been a long year. It's been a year of many, many celebrations. We got to celebrate our 10-year. As a church, we got to celebrate new life. We got to celebrate new birth. Um, baptisms, babies, we got to celebrate new members. We have witnessed many miracles that have happened that God has done in our church and in our lives in the last year. But I think as we finish up this year on this last day, I think God is calling us to the same choice that Joshua gave his people. You've seen what God has done in the last year. You've seen what God has done in the last 10 years. You've seen what God has done in your life. Hey, but if you don't want that, that's okay. You don't want to serve God, that's okay. You don't want to follow God, that's okay. You don't want to worship God, that's okay. You can have your Sundays back. You can have your days back. You can have your time back. And I think that's something that's really important for us to understand. And, and when we when we especially speak to our non-Christian friends and family, I, I think that's something that you need to understand. As we share the heart of God, the heart of God is not one that wants to pers- um, that wants to shove Himself down someone's throat, but wants to freely invite, freely allow people to make choice. But on this last day of 2023. I believe God is asking you, not anyone else, you, who will you choose today? When you, as you start 2024 next year, who will you choose to follow next year? As I said, we are a culmination of our decisions and the moments in our lives. And this is that moment. And the decision that you make today will shape Tomorrow. And here's the reality I can't make that choice for you. And that's a massive burden off my shoulders. I wish I could make that choice for you. I know what I would choose. Right? But at the end of the day, it's like what Josh said you guys need to make that choice. In your setting, in your circumstance, In your life, you need to make that choice. I can't make that choice for you. The church cannot make that choice for you. All Josh could do was make the decision for himself. All I can do is make a decision for myself. It's a personal decision. And you need to recognize, and you need to see this, Yes, we're a community. Yes, we're a family. But each individual, that choice is yours. You have the freedom to make that choice. And you also need to take then responsibility of that choice. The church, we will journey with you. We will walk with you. We will do whatever it takes to help you to affirm the decision that you have made, but it's personal responsibility. It's your choice. So, let's wrap up 2023 with a very simple question. What will you choose? Because this simple decision is the most important decision you will make in your life. Whether you realize it or not, the consequence of this decision will shape not just the rest of your life, but will shape the rest of eternity. There is not a single decision in your life that is more important than this decision. Where you live, what you do for work, who you marry, yes, very important decisions. But when you die, the consequence of those decisions will end. But the decision to follow God, the decision to serve God, is the one decision that will go beyond your life. Go beyond this world. So friends, choose God. God in your life and turn away from the things of this world. Trust God because He is worth trusting. He will not let you down. Turn away from the things that promise you everything and give you nothing in this world. But you know what? If you don't want God, that's okay. You can choose your own adventure. You can choose who you want to trust. You can choose who you want to hope. That's completely and freely up to you. But for me, Steve Char, husband of Melissa, father of Christopher Benjamin, Annabelle, Zachary, William, oh my God. We will choose to serve the Lord. That's my declaration today. And that's the only declaration that I get to make. I make it for me and my household. But you get to make that for yourself. So why don't we do that here and now? Why don't we declare that we will follow the Lord? Let's pray.